Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Sign up with BetMGM Sports using code CHAMPION200 and win $200 in free bets when you place a $10 Moneyline wager on any Major League Baseball game and either team hits a home run. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500. Welcome to Total Wine and More. I want something fun in the sun. You'll love this sparkling wine. Wow, great price. Find what you love, love what you find. At Total Wine and More. Drink responsibly, B21. Goldilocks Productions broadcasts universal cosmic frequencies that unlock, awaken, and expand the consciousness of our worldwide viewers and listeners. Goldilocks Productions presents Enlightening Conversations with Pam Silver Eagle. Welcome everybody on to the perch. And I am Pam Silver Eagle. For those of you who may have not uh, been on the platform with me in the past, I'm up here on the perch. I do this every Tuesday on Goldilocks Productions. And Every uh, week, well, uh, every week I have a special guest, but I do indeed today, and I'm going to introduce her in just a couple minutes. But first, a few, uh, just a few things here to set the ground for everyone's understanding, for our viewers, whenever you may be viewing, whether it be now live, awesome, or any time that may be, and as many times as it may be more convenient for you, just simply through the same link. And if you are uh, watching on YouTube, we... At Goldilocks Productions, all the hosts have now uh, this amazing opportunity to uh, say thank you to our viewers and, and reciprocal exchange. 
as uh, viewers have an opportunity to engage in super chats and super stickers simply by purchasing. Uh, and it's easy, you'll see the emojis. And again, this is only for YouTube. And um, it's a great way for you to give a love offering uh, and an exchange of love and gratitude for uh, what's being offered today. Uh, it, it, it helps support my uh, perch, my enlightening conversations, and as well as Goldilocks Productions. And we know it's so important to have these uh, amazing alternative platforms right now so that we can uh, offer our sacred offerings as teachings and opportunities to gather and share. And uh, I would like to invite you, everyone also to um, comments, any questions you have during this live stream. I am working off of my mobile phone. phone. <laughs> so what I do is I go back after the show at some point and in the days to follow, and I will definitely uh, ex exchange and uh, participate with you and I really enjoy the participation because after all, that's why we're here. And uh, again, that's a lot of information, but that's how we roll here on Tuesdays at 1 p.m. And so without further ado, over there in the, uh, on the side is my, my dear friend, Linda Gale McLeod, Reverend Linda Dale McLeod. Welcome to the perch, sister. Thank you. I, you know, they're not supposed to say, I'm not nervous at all. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'm I'm honored to be here and be be your friend and share this journey with you. Absolutely. It is a, a mutual and reciprocal joy and honor for sure. Just a little bit here about Linda and then we're going to just as we do every Tuesday, uh, just when I have a special guest, just flow through and the hour goes by so quickly. But just a little bit about Linda. And, you know, there's some relevance here. As I was thinking uh, a few days ago, I was kind of getting the guidance to put a shout out to Linda, uh, to you, Linda, and invite you on. But, and I really wasn't thinking too much uh, at the moment when I reached out to you about the, um, the significance of yesterday's holiday that uh, we celebrate Martin Luther King Day. And for all of our viewers, uh, Linda's been, you know, she's had such an amazing journey in the body temple. She's, uh, her soul agreed to come in uh, into this lifetime. So she is a, uh, a graduate of Tuskegee University and she uh, studied electric engineering. It was a degree in electric engineering. She was employed for 35 years at Honeywell Incorporated. And uh, she, she was a very, um, dedicated and valuable community leader at First Unity of St. Petersburg for 20 years in the different capacities as uh, a prayer chaplain, also as uh, the coordinator of the prayer chaplain program, as well as youth ministry, which I know is a huge passion for her. She has had such a positive, uh, uh, I, I don't like the word impact because that seems to collide, uh, such a positive um, A positive um, effect, I suppose, is a, is a maybe more gentle way on so many people's lives, the youth, but uh, not just with it first unity beyond because of retreats and so forth, but also so, so many adults, um, as well as uh, she was in ministerial training at first unity and, uh, you know, really put a lot, a lot of dedication, her heart and soul 
into that space, which is where the two of us met. And we'll talk a little bit about that perhaps as we go. I also want to acknowledge that uh, she did her uh, ministerial tra- some ministerial training at uh, Unity of Palm Harbor. Did I say that right? Uh, ministerial training. Yeah. Yes. Which was, I know, huge. And I was also able to and a joy to be able to um, tag team with her in a, in a women's uh, divine. Yes, the women's retreat. Yes. Awesome. awesome. It was awesome. And then um, it, she's currently administrator and pastoral care minister at Unity of Temple Truth in St. Petersburg, Florida. And that's just a little bit about what she's done this lifetime. So, woo! Anything that you'd like to share about any of that? That's a lot. Um, anything that uh, we're going to just flow through here and, you know. Sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, I look at that sometimes and think, wow, I, I did what? <laughs> I did what? I did what? Ah, no, no, that wasn't me. I don't, I don't know who did all that stuff. <laughs> but it's, it's starting to gel, starting to understand why I did the things that I did to bring it to this place now where we're in this uh, evolving, this evolution of evolution. Absolutely. And you know, one of the things that comes to mind for, for me, you and I have talked about this in the past, and as we're, most of us are aware uh, that, you know, we are in this time of the, the balancing of the divine masculine and feminine, which has been out of balance eons and eons of time. And you and I have talked about the profiles we've come into in these body temples and a very different and yet, you know, we have been uh, certainly uh, movers, beyond movers and shakers, we have, you know, we have, um, in our journey, I always call it, I always see the salmon swimming upstream, because I yes. know my journey, as well as yours, have, has put you in places where you were not the norm, uh, and, and whatever that means, and all the tags that we wear, and in our appearances, yeah. and our beingness, and boy, have we, you know, really had to, we've, we've worked hard, and, and we've, Boy, how many times rising up from the ashes, uh, whether it be careers, you know, communities, um, you know, lots of betrayal and abandonment that we've experienced mm-hmm. so many times. And, and that's where I think what you were saying as far as how, oh, this is all starting to make sense now, how we had to go through these things, these lessons to be in the capacity that we are in in the now. Yes. Is there anything of any of those, um, you know, I know you were uh, growing up in Alabama and at a time, you know, in the segregation and then to step into in your in your brilliance with of deciding to go on to school and, would you know, with Tuskegee. Would you like to speak to any of that? Because I, you've got so much. Like I said, I've um, listened to you for a little bit. Let's let well, The journey for me was um, I grew up in South Alabama and we grew up in community, which was segregated uh but we didn't know that we were, um, we just had our community. Everybody in my community was related. We always lived except one family. And um, uh, yeah, we had, um, we, were, we, we were farmers and uh, we had uh, crops. We worked to bring in the crops. And that part of that was, uh, my dad was such an interesting person. And uh, he made it fun for us. You know, his 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 joy was for us not to be, you know, not to make it always drudgery, but to have some fun with it. And um, so growing up, um, my dad had sent my brother off to college and he said, Dad, I can't do it. So he quit. 
my do- my sister went off to college and she quit. So when I came along, I said, Dad, I want to go to college. He says, so? <laughs> I was like, but Dad, I want to go, go to college. He said, yeah, you can figure it out. You can go to college. So I started working in a factory, textile factory in South Alabama with my family and because everybody worked in a textile factory. And my family would go, London, stop it. You're going to be going off to school. And we're going to be stuck here, you know, with, with, with your stuff. And so I had to back off on a lot of things that I would have been uh, changing and shifting. And so hence, uh, my friend, I call him a friend, he came home and he said, London, you're just going to get here, get fatter, fatter and not do anything. He says, I tell you what, I'm going to get you into college. He filled out all the paperwork, all of it, every piece wow. of it. And I signed on the dotted line. My dad signed on the dotted line. We sent it off. And here I am in college. I'm here, college. Woo-hoo. I get there that first day. We go in and look for my paperwork, and they don't have any. All they have is my uh, initial requirement to get in. They've lost all my financial aid, everything. And I say, okay, I can't go back home because I'm here. So my friend says, um, Let's figure out how we can get you in college. And so we looked and the um, the only way that possible was there was three options for me. And that was through the um, non-traditional field, either for a female or for a black. And at the time that I went in, since I went in the second, second, uh, second semester, I had a choice of engineering, uh, forestry, and vet med. And so uh, <laughs> I said, mm, I guess it's going to be engineering. And so I... Uh, Signed up for the engineering classes, and uh, I needed money to get through that first semester. So I went down to the uh, to, to the uh, the financial aid office, and he says, "Lena, you in school? Don't don't bother me in that master, but I need to eat for a month, two months." And he said, uh, "I said I'm not leaving your office until you give me the money to to be able to uh, eat for th- eat for three months." And so that went through that idea of. Um, being in college, and I was only going to be an engineer for one semester. And so they said, well, which engineering do you want to be? Electrical, mechanical. I said, I hate mechanical things. So I'm going to be electrical. And uh, I had professors that would not let me drop out, would not let me drop out of college. They, you know, <laughs> he said, hey, what I'm having, he says, well, I tell you what, you just take classes and um, we'll see what happens. So essentially, I was in my fourth year of college and I'm having to graduate. And so uh, my professor said, I tell you what I do, Linda, I will help you graduate um, this semester so that you can uh, move on with it. And I said, <laughs> I had a laugh. I'm not working for this company and this company. I'm working for this company and that company didn't hire me. So I ended up at a, at a, at a company in Virginia. I loved it. Um, but that, 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 that idea for me was I'm going to go to college, I'm going to graduate, and I don't care what it's in, and that I'm going to be successful at that, that determination that came from my dad and my mom, that we can do, my mom used to tell us all the time, she said, you could do anything that you want to do. You can do anything that you want to do. Want to do, that's beautiful. What And powerful, and yet uh, freeing, right? I yeah. mean, it gives you freedom and yet the inspiration. And what a gift. What a gift yeah. she was giving all of you. Yep. She was not my friend. <laughs> Me and my mom was not friends. Not I know. at all. 
And, and I yet, think I've I think I realized later in life, because I'm just like her, she was one of those downloaders. She studied the Bible. She studied uh, and practiced what she what she learned. She wasn't just a uh, you it. It was see it through me, mm-hmm. live it through me. So, yeah, yeah. the journey. Good. Yeah, that was that um, I'm going to graduate and I'm going to graduate uh, with honors. And so I did graduate. And uh, that was the first step in the journey. Well, for those who maybe didn't speak it at the time, haven't often enough, uh, congratulations and thank you for, uh, you know, that strong soul of yours um, and knowing, you know, of course, we don't know the journey when we start out mm-hmm. and we learn the lessons and we, you know, we make, we make errors and mm-hmm. then it guides us forward and then. You know, you went on to, uh, and, I, and I, as, as admirable as all this isn't so uh, relevant, I also I know we've got another big topic, but I, I think it'd be really cool if you, if there's something you would like to share about, I know you're so proud and virtually, we, those of us that know you are so, uh, can, you know, so proud of you as well, uh, and your, your work with Honeywell. I know that that was huge. Would you like to well, say or, or what you were uh, able to you know, what, what maybe was some of your greatest moments of joy and celebration for, you know, yourself as far as um, successes that you'd like to share? Honeywell was, Honeywell was, was my, my, my land. I, yeah. um, I took on a very masculine uh, role in my life uh, that I was the masculine energy and uh, never be, you know, the weak female. Uh, so, I, uh, at, 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 uh, Honeywell, I was, uh, I had a lot of, I had a lot of people that wanted me to be successful. And that, I think at today, I know that that was part of this journey of going through so much of the, um, the things that we went through. Well, I would say my greatest, my greatest feeling of success for Honeywell was, uh, creating our diversity council, creating a, um, a space for diversity at Honeywell. Honeywell was not a, uh, said this way, it was diverse in the number of people, but it wasn't diverse in how it treated people. And so what we did was we created the Black Employees Network, um, which was the catalyst for all the other networks. And in order to do that, well, step back one, we had the Women's Network. They have always had the Women's Network. And it was a social, it was a like a, a social club. It wasn't a professional organization. And my, uh, my HR director, he says, London, I'll make a deal with you. He says, I want that to become a very professional organization. I don't want any more craft fairs. I don't want any more Saturday morning, um, any of that stuff. So we created the Women in Industry Forum from that, which became, it's still going on. They still have it, Women in Industry Forum, which is a uh, an event that they hold. Well, I don't know if they're having it now, but that, that once a year we would ho- have this big forum where we would bring all of the women in the Tampa Bay area where they can come and share uh, how to be professional women with classes and ideas and, and stuff. Um, so coming out of that was uh, we had a, another organization called, um, it was called FAME, but it was a black organization. And my HR director, I call it my HR director because we made a pack that uh, we would work together to support each other because I did not like the fact that blacks were not treated well in Honeywell. And I would not go out and recruit, which I did recruiting, unless they understood that 
these people would not stay at Honeywell. They wouldn't. They'd leave after two to three years because there would be no promotional, uh, no growth or anything. And so we had um, decided to go to to headquarters <laughs> and literally go to headquarters and have our first meeting to decide what would we create as a Black Employees Network. Uh, and we created Black Employees Network because we had a lot of other names. And part of that was um, understanding that we had to put each individual agenda aside in order for us to be able to bring about a big shift in how Blacks were viewed at Honeywell. Um, and we created this program that allowed for Blacks to be able to move up. Um, we had, um, we would do a big, big, big event every year, uh, invite management. We had, um, we, we created a space that allowed the other organizations to copy us and how we became very professional in our approach, how we set up classes, how we made it possible for that anybody who was looking for an opportunity, here are some tools you can use, even if you just use them to move on, but here's some really solid foundational tools that you need in order to do your job. You know, the way you dress, the way you talk, um, the way you approach people. Um, and we had a a board that were made up of very professional people of, of, of Honeywell, upper level up echelons that was on this board that made sure that we were in alignment with what we were trying to create was a world where um, it was okay to be diverse and to do the work that you do, love it and be rewarded for it. Um, so we ended up with, um, we had the Black Employees Network we ended up with the Asian Pacific Network and we uh, uh, disabilities. And my favorite was Pride. I I loved our Pride Network. <laughs> it was the it was a showcase of all of our, our events because to have a Pride event at Honeywell was like to have um, you know, and we had all of these uh, very rigid Christians there, very, very rigid Christians that uh, were anti- uh, uh, GLBTQ. Uh, uh, so it was that uh, awareness of growing a community that supported each other on a regular basis and uh, have that board that looked at what was the overall objective of each of the organizations collectively, yet what was it that they could do? So for example, <laughs> I always laugh, we used to have the, um, the, uh, <laughs> uh, the uh, Hispanic, uh, can't say Hispanic anymore, yeah, because they're Latinos. And um, and so uh, the biggest fight every year was well, which side of the divide that we were going to have for the event. You know, it was like one side was the salsa and all the other one, and the other one was the Cuban aspects of it. So, but oh my God, we used to have so much fun to dancing. Um, that that growth of coming together as as a collective and being able to uh, support each other in our own individual spaces. So yeah. That was awesome. Thank you. Thank you. And I, I see some amazing super chats that coming up uh, up on the screen while, while you're speaking. I just want to say thank you to those who contributed. And I 
again, I'll go back when the uh, post show and uh, give proper uh, gratitude. So thank you to all who are posting and we encourage, uh, we encourage all who feel guided to do so. Because Linda, as you were speaking, you know, I was, it, it's so perfect for uh, the time we're in right here, right mm -hmm. now. And this, uh, January 19th, 2021, uh, because, you know, all those, those, that, that foundation that you were building within those, um, systems that you were in much like, uh, you know, one of the things I mentioned at the top of the show that you and I've had, uh, you know, we've been pioneers. Um, I've done a tremendous amount of work with equality, both with, yes. uh, title IX, you know, title nine as a, as a, a women's volleyball coach and, uh, a physical education teacher uh, for 28 years in a very rural area with uh, a lot of good people. You get very conservative mindset uh, where equality was not the best interest or was not the, the way. And, you know, really had some bumps and bruises from my, my journey and carrying that flag of equality and teaching those who were my students, those who were my athletes uh, that, Look, let's look outside this window and mm -hmm. see the picture of equality and, you know, why it is uh, it is necessary that we see that the women's programs, the girls programs are receiving, um, you know, e in equality to the, the boys athletic programs and uh, whether it be court time or through boosters and all that stuff that goes on, you know, as well as all the the uh, LGBTQ work that I have also done. And so you and I met in an, in an area of St. Petersburg, Florida, which is uh, a really uh, great space to be in that it is a, uh, what I think in, in a lot of ways, see, see how you feel about this. I, I think it's a nice model for this, uh, what America was meant to be as far as, you know, everybody comes together. It where there's so much diversity, there's so much culture, there's so much, you know, art, there's, yes, there's sports, there's beautiful, you know, the, the, the land, the, the waters. And, you know, of course you have pockets where there's more narrow mindset, but it is a great model of uh, unity, consciousness, uh, and yeah. wellness, yogas, meditation, spiritual communities, drum circles, on and on and on. Uh, so, you know, and here we are today and, in, on on the brink on the eve of you know a huge a huge time in this country as we're moving forward into unity consciousness more and more and more as more people are awakening and those of us who are uh, so many all across earth mother really holding the energies of love and light and peace uh, knowing it knowing that that's why we've come here to earth mother uh, you know this is this is our mission and uh, mm -hmm. what time to be here so it's a, it's a very awesome time. I would, uh, I see, I'm just kind of looking at the clock. Like I said, the time always goes, <laughs> I would, you know, I think it's so important to share today, um, okay. your, your journey of healing and, uh, expansion. So, uh, for, I'm going to just let you take it for there. You just kind of, you know, go with it. Tell us, tell us what you recently <laughs> moved through. <laughs> I, you know, um, Sam, it's interesting because you know I was I was out out in the universe for about uh, about 34 days. Uh, I tell people I didn't even know that I was conscious. Uh, my body shut down, literally shut down, in that awareness of I don't know what's going on. And um, I um, it was an interesting uh, walk through it. 
to be in the universe and not attached to it, to be able to float out there in that, uh, the consciousness of the universe is, is so, 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 so very big. We are, as humans are limited to a small capacity of the ability to reach the, the depths of this, this universe. Uh, I was, um, my first awareness was that I had a heart, <laughs> that, my, that my heart was beating too fast, not too fast, adding pulses to my heartbeat. I was like, so I told the guy, I said, but those are my love beats. He said, no, honey, those are causing you problems. <laughs> So the first thing was to, to take those, to try to normalize my heart uh, rhythm patterns. And uh, so uh, they kept me in the hospital for four days, um, told me that um, the potential of some blood clots might occur and uh, sent me home. But it, I, I tell you what hit me in that hospital that changed everything for me. This lady came in one night. I call them vampires. They would take six vials of blood for me every day. I was like, do you need that much? Those baby vampires cannot drink that much blood. So what are you doing with this? She said, and so this lady, she said, uh, around four o'clock in the morning, she said, you got it, didn't you? I looked at her and I said, got what? She said, you got the deepness of it. She says, um, I had it. Nobody in my family got it, got the uh, COVID. She says, I, um, I noticed that my coworkers, none of them got it from me. And she says, and you got it. I said, I got what? She says, look inside. She says, there's a, a newness in your soul that has been touched. And I, I looked at her and I go, you know, I'm out of it anyway. So I just kind of like go back to sleep. Okay, I'm dead. <laughs> and um, and the next the next day, there was um, a shift, uh, an opening. At least I would say an opening. Um, and and then I went back into the um, the body the body shut back down. The body shut back down. Uh, I couldn't eat, couldn't sleep. So the body. So it's just my, a he checked. I'm not sure if it's my volume. Do you hear that? Are you hearing that like echo? It, is your check your volume maybe down just a little bit? I've adjusted mine a couple times. I don't think it's mine. <clears throat> Excuse me. Can you turn. Did you turn your volume down a little bit? I don't know how. Okay, no worries. We'll just keep rolling. I, okay. I was just for clarity's sake. Um. So we. So you went into the hospital originally because your heart was sending out so much love. Or is that is okay? So and then the, they give you this. Uh, so is at this point then you're saying you know you kind of your body started shutting back down is what I think I just heard you say. How long had you been in the hospital at that point? And just kind of maybe some of what you were your body your symptoms that you were experiencing. And, and then we'll go. It's interesting because people say, well, what were your symptoms? I had no symptoms. Okay. I had my, I had um, a cough, uh, uh, you know, a, um, what do you call it? Uh, like bronchitis type cough with the phlegm coming up all the time. And um, um, just total fatigue, total complete fatigue and um, no, no food, fatigue 
and the cough was all I had. Uh, I was not put on oxygen. Matter of fact, <laughs> I took the oxygen off because it was bothering me. And she, the lady came in. She says, well, if you can stay above a certain percentage, I will not uh, put it back on you. So they didn't put the oxygen back on. And um, so I went back into that. The body shut back down again and uh, uh, wasn't present in, in, on this plane of existence. My body was here. And they gave me, you know, they were treating me. They gave me the, um, um, I, I call them platelets, whatever they're, they're giving people who have uh, uh, plasma. plasma. Yeah, okay. I, had, I had to take the plasma. And then I had um, the fluids to fight off the, the, the antibodies. I mean, the, um, the pneumonia, the, the bacteria. The we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pounds. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. The drugs to fight off the bacteria. So uh, so I was just laying there in that space and just just being in the space of of, of, of just being there. So I wasn't conscious of being here because I was always out there somewhere floating in the universe or, um, and, and I want to say it was like a floating. It was a conscious opening to the universe, the wholeness of the universe. And um, like, a, like, like, a, a portal, like a portal. Yeah. Yes. Like a yeah. portal. Okay. Yeah. Like a portal. Um, and so my, uh, on okay, so the thing that really was interesting is my uh, when I got there, my girlfriend uh, she called and they got me in right away. I was in from the emergency room into my room within like four hours, which is basically unheard of. Uh, actually, it was like less than that, and they started you know feeding me drugs and stuff to get my body to start reacting, okay. and so. Um, just just be in there conscious, uh, but not, you know, in the portal, in the opening. And so um, on Wednesday, I woke up for the first time. Uh, that was so how many days had passed? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Okay. So woke up Wednesday and it was like, oh, I'm still here. And then again, drop back into that, uh, out of it, um, for a couple of days. Um, and then on Friday is when I woke up. I literally woke up on Friday and hungry. Oh! <laughs> it was so funny because the, the nurses, the nurse said, um, she says, are you hungry, Linda? I'm like, if you don't bring me some food, one of y'all might be missing. <laughs> To cannibalism. <laughs> so uh, finally, the girl uh, was able to get me some food, and I was like, "Man, that was like food, food!" And um, so from that point on, it's when I really slowly started to drift back and being uh, here. And the the doctor, I could have went home on Saturday, but 
my family said, why go home on Saturday? There's nobody at the house. You're just going to be sitting there doing nothing. So might as well enjoy being in the hospital for the rest of the couple of days. And I tell you, those were the best doctors and nurses. I got into where I couldn't sleep unless I was doing the sleep, the deep sleep music, because my brain had to have something to focus on. And so the nurses, yeah, so the nurses, so the nurses would come in and stand in the room because it was quiet and they could get away from what was going on outside and just be in that space. Oh, best, best set of nurses. They, I mean, they would come in and um, advocacy. Another part of being in the hospital, get a good health care advocate. You have to have, they will give you all kinds of drugs. I would just yeah, say, no, yeah. not taking that. <laughs> and, and, the, and they started to really appreciate it. So they would tell me exactly what the drug was, what was doing to me. And I would say, no, I don't want that. And they really appreciated that. Yeah, it's um, and you're saying it's so important to have an advocate, or you know, you you were the able. It sounds like at that point to be able to do your own. Uh, I've mm-hmm. spoke on this show that you know for the last year I've uh, been caregiving for my parents and through my mom's really bad fall in May. You know, I was speaking this just the other day to some people that I don't. Uh, it's all divine order, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was so grateful that I could be her advocate in the one in the hospital, the one in the ambulance with her to make those decisions because there's no way. I mean, she would have had a surgery uh, that I don't think she was strong enough to survive had I not said, no, we're not doing this tomorrow. We're going to wait. Mm-hmm. And so I totally I can you know, imagine I, I understand what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And there's so many viewers uh, that, will, that are watching or and will watch that you know, can probably relate in this this year of 2020 where we've had, you know, uh, so much to deal with in the midst of being forced to have greater separation. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know if and of privacy and so forth, but I know you're giving accolades to the, the staff in the, in the facility. Do you want to mention where you were or you want to just keep that private? I, I would love to mention it because it was such a powerful place. St. Anthony's Hospital in St. Petersburg, Florida. They, those nurses and doctors were 100%. One of the things that I, I share with this, this is funny. I have a do not resuscitate, period. If I'm gone, let me go. So, so the doctor, he says, you cannot have a do not resuscitate. I said, yes. He says, you're too young to have a do not resuscitate. I said, so? <laughs> and he says, if, if you have a do not resuscitate, all I can do is just put you on some drugs and let you die. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> And he called my sister. He made my sister tell him that I have a do not resuscitate. So my poor sister Hazel had to go, well, that's what she has. I don't know, but I'm sure. <laughs> oh, man, Hazel. Yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah, understanding what your rights are as a, as a, as a, as a person with um, choosing how you want to live your life uh, health-wise. Uh, that that uh, powerful. Yeah, and I can't object here because we are in the midst of so much between, you know, people making choices, vax to vaccinate, not vaccinate, do this, do that, you know, do your research. But, you know, that means you have to pay attention to who your the resources are that you're taking your research from, because that's huge. Uh, Amen. Amen. There's been so much covered up and so much manipulation. And so you know, the discernment comes from within. And when we get still, your inner compass is going to let you know if that's a yes or if that's a no for you. And then, mm-hmm. you, you know, then we are 
we are being called to stand in that sovereign power and say yes or no, which again, it is so important to have, you know, your living will and all that in place. I'm sure through 2020, a lot more people have. We'll have them. Yeah. But, uh, you know, just because a doctor says doesn't mean it's right. Just because a scientist says doesn't mean it's accurate. And, you know, that's where we're at. And so, you know, again, uh, so important to discern and to stand in, in your own power, in our own power. And hopefully we have, like you said, if we have advocates uh, mm-hmm. to make it really clear with them, because it's a hard, it's, a, it's always hard to make choices and decisions, um, you know, and, it has to come from each individual and then it's a lot easier to, uh, mm-hmm. you know, to just to, to abide in their wishes. Uh, but yes, at this time when all across the land, people are toiling with, well, do we, do I vaccinate or do I not? It really takes some discernment and not, not from this fear and a, this fear base that's been being uh, agenda that's been being pushed throughout certainly America and I'm sure beyond. So mm-hmm. Yeah, so then you, um, let's, let's see, I'm looking here. So, yep, got another 20 minutes or so. Um, so as you were, uh, you know, tell us what you will about, you know, as you were saying, you were really, you've in a different place. And of course, for those who don't know Linda, you know, obviously she is an evolved soul. Um, we are old souls together. We recognize that. <laughs> yes, a long time ago. Um, yes, we are. We are, but, uh, you know, so it's not like she just had this awakening, but she is, you know, I, as I say, in this, her ascension process, this is part of what she experienced to open that gap that probably, you know, that's, that's the divine order of it all, isn't it? Because you, you wouldn't have said, yeah, I'm going to go experience this so I can get there. Just like along our life's journeys, all these lessons and stuff that we go through, we don't, most, most everything we would not go, yeah, I'm going to experience that so I can up a level, right? Yeah. Yes. It, it, what happened for me um, was such a deep awakening to the truth that is occurring on the planet. This this disease is uh, it's not a disease. It's a ushering in of the next era, the the 13th year of the Mayan calendar or the first year being repeated of the Mayan calendar is that we're at that um Neanthal, I keep saying it wrong. Neanthal, you know, we had the yeah, beginning. yeah, the beginning evolution of fight or flight, you know. And my fight or flight is not about you; it's all about me because I I need to survive. I don't I don't care that you survive, but I have to survive. And then to um, recognize that um, the shift is that it's an opening for us to be ready for the next evolution of the planet. And the next evolution is uh, is the age of Aquarius, remember? We're going into the age of moving from the me to the us, to the collective. And in that awareness, it is very, um, it's, we're at the Jordan River, mm-hmm. right? We're there. We've spent 40 years it taking what it takes to decide that we can go in. But who went in? None of that old generation could go in because they needed to die out with those old ideas in order to keep from going in, taking that same old crap into the new. And so the ones that went in had not, <laughs> were, were not a part of that old generation. They were a whole new generation. 
And so as we were stepping in the gap, what's got to happen? What's got to happen is that we have to have those warriors that are standing there saying, let's march. We've got to move forward. And so as we're in that space, the the old and and souls are make a con souls are making conscious decision to leave the earth right now. You know, people, all oh, these people are just dying and they're just dying. Some of them are making conscious decisions to a lot of new babies. There's gonna be lots and lots and lots and lots of babies being born. You know why we need lots and lots of babies to be born? Because these are the kids that are gonna be the way shores, the problem solvers. They're the ones that's gonna be holding the light for us as we transition into this new arena of of um, oneness of the collective, and yeah. um, but the, you know, uh, just to interject, excuse me. Uh, one of the things on that note that you and I were speaking of last night is mm -hmm. uh, we both spent a good bit of our lives uh, educating children and the youth. Exactly, and you know we taught through a generation that was very me 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 oriented, mm -hmm. and these. And yet intuitive and, and had their gifts and you've, you know, you've got, you've got a, one of your own and yet, yes. and you've, you've taught so many. Um, so we, we saw this, we saw this playing out, but the, the, the new babies that are arriving, they are such lights, these souls, they are so much more uh, in the divine feminine, you know, very yes. well balanced, but they're yes. very, they've got all those divine feminine qualities. They're very compassionate. They're, mm -hmm. you know, loving they are tuned into earth mother you know the divine mother earth mother mm -hmm. and you know they have an awareness in their beingness of unity and yes you know with and with not and not just with the people but with all the kingdoms and mm -hmm. that is so refreshing so as you were saying you know this is the new wave coming in behind and thank god thank goddess because oh you know we yeah, that's the generations to the, you know, to the back. And we know that as the Native Americans always taught the ancestry is, you know, as we do, as we are in our beingness and what we are doing, what we are choosing to do, what we are choosing to create here in this great web of life, we have to consider to the generations seven to the front, seven to the back. Okay. And as you said, this old patriarchal structure is collapsing all the systems so that we can create this new earth in this time of Aquarius, which is the um, the unity consciousness right the, the Christos and mm -hmm. the peace era golden golden uh, enlightenment era of peace and love mm -hmm. absolutely good yeah. stuff good stuff you know and, and and what's fun about it what's fun about it is we get to watch it you know we the ones that are here to hold the high watch we get to support those transformations and we get to uh, see how it's playing out. I, uh, I just, I, uh, we, we get to teach the children. We get to teach the children how to, how to be thinkers instead of how to be, uh, how to be rote. You know, the old system was rote. You know, yes, yes. you do as I say, say as I do. And if you don't, I will beat the crap out of you. Right. And here, how about this? It's just coming through. And, you know, at the time when you and I grew up, um, you it was the, under that old patriarchal system, which is why we've had to re-remember and, and hence mm -hmm. go through all the lessons that we did. But one of the things where you said we get to teach the children, absolutely. And as I see it as the bridge, which I know as a wisdom keeper, you know, and you as well, 
we are mm -hmm. the bridge, bridging the generations because mm -hmm. these youngsters who are coming in and the babies that are arriving, you know, they have so much to teach us because they've come in and they know, many of them, the awakened ones especially, they know their missions and so many of them have come in to uh, into families of parents who are able to hold them in their their original in their originality so yes. that you know they don't lose their intuition and their sacred gifts and if we've got a, a friend we're going to give a shout out to kaya belcher who, who yes. has play schools down in gulfport florida what an amazing model our sister kaya has created there where she's got a whole preschool of these children and boy Talk about a great model for education. Uh, Sister Kaya is holding it and has been for a number of years. And uh, what a what a beautiful and exciting um, uh, community to be part of. So, mm -hmm. absolutely. And one of the things that for me and um, for the meditation, I'm going to read one of my poems. And you can do the flute. We can do the meditation with my poem. Uh, it's called "The Arrival of the, he the Healer." So about. 2000, exactly in 2000, I went from a very masculine uh, to a very uh, neutral kind of person because I was so into the masculine, you know, so into the logic, so into the, um, it's got to be done the, the way, you know, boom, boom, boom. And uh, I knew I had shifted because um, we, we were with the kids and normally one of the girls had lost her pillow. My normal attitude was, honey, that pillow is gone. So she said, but Miss Linda, it's my pillow. I love my pillow. It's my favorite pillow. And I'm going like, uh, yeah. So we went from bus to bus, van to van, left our phone mm -hmm. number and information that if anybody found this pillow, they would send it back to us. And guess what? We found the pillow and it was sent back to her. That was a shift for me, a huge shift. Mm -hmm. I uh, was walking the labyrinth at... Um, um, one of the places in uh, one of the retreat centers with the children. And as I was walking through it, that healer came through um, mm. the arrival of the healer, the arrival of this consciousness that is no longer the masculine, but the divine feminine that can be open and receptive to the needs of, 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 of the children, you know, whether it's a 70 year old uh, man or teeny tiny baby. But to be open to that that mother energy and allowing that energy to be present so that you can enjoy being in the moment of that awareness and feeling that mother energy. You know, if you and everybody has, everybody's felt that energy, that mother energy. You know, and, and when we won't we'll get started here soon because we don't have we have about 10 minutes is all. But uh, what I want to say is in so so uh, typical for those of us who have been such givers. When I hear you say, you know, uh, you're speaking when you, from your heart about the children and teaching the children, holding them in a certain way. The piece that the other piece that most of us were not taught was that, and this is most important: the self love, the self yes. the yes. self worth. That's the divine fen, right? This is the, the the balance of the divine sacred union within each of us that's that's where we're you know that's our goal and once we get there then we stay in balance and and we 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 move in partnerships that are reciprocal you mm -hmm. know we see a lot of attraction who we're aligning ourselves with for uh you know healthier uh relationship also healthier uh community uh, community mm -hmm. global yeah 
So let's, uh, you want me to, let's, let's set up the sacred space. And like I said, I'm looking, we've got about 10 minutes. How I'm going to, you want me to play first and then you read and then I'll close, close out flute. Yes. Yeah. Just start it with the, the good music. <laughs> Your nice flute. <laughs> medicine yeah. here uh so we ask all of our viewers to you know just get comfy whatever that means for you you can close your eyes if you feel comfortable if you're in a space where you can lay down and just relax that's awesome uh wherever you are we're gonna just tune in here at the sacred space and know that we are all so divinely enfolded protected loved here we go arrival of the healer. The answer is anger draws anger. Peace draws peace. Today I release the warrior inside. I accept the healer with joy. Oh, joy. I lay aside my tools of war. I lay aside my shield and my sword. I lay aside my shield and my sword. I take up the tools of peace, peace. I take up my robe and staff. I lay aside my book of of strategies. I lay aside my book of strategies. I take up my book of remedies. I release the warrior's need to win. I accept the healer's desire to heal the lost soul. This desire is not to save the soul. But help the soul remember it is connected to the source. This desire is not to save the soul. But help the soul remember it is connected to the source. This desire is not to guide and support the soul's journey back to knowing that it is truly good. This desire is to guide and support the soul's journey back to knowing it is truly good. I bring to this journey of soul, remembering its long search for connection. I bring to this path the soul seeking to connect with others on the search for self. I come to supper with a cup filled with love, joy, and peace. The healer has arrived. Today, be the healer. Thank you. Wow. wow, that is so powerful. Thank you so much. Thank you for bringing that through, putting it down and sharing it. So I'm going to uh, 
going to give you just a moment and then I'll close out with the flute. So, and again, we're still in sacred space here, but wow, <laughs> just that the energy moving through me was just, and I'm sure palpable. And for all of all who are participating and who will participate, thank you so much, Linda. What a gift. So uh, as we begin to uh, wind down here towards the end of our hour, I would like to uh, just give Linda uh, a minute here or so to, to speak of, you know, where, where people can connect with you, find you and, uh, you know, any, any services you might be offering. I know that you're, you know, you're doing your thing and I, uh, well, go. <laughs> <laughs> I am, um, I'm open right now. I am uh, looking at the four possibilities that have been downloaded for me to do. One is to uh, work with the children. Um, uh, some possibility with that already. My nephew is a uh, social worker. I'm throwing it out there. Pray for him because he's going to be the director of the program. He doesn't know it yet. He's fighting it. Uh, <laughs> Micah. <laughs> yes. Uh, the other one is to be um, some a bridge. There's a lot of people who have been uh, damaged by religious practices that uh, have affected how they respond to uh, new thought and new energy and new life and have an opening for them. And I have four friends that have uh, in ministry that have gone through that. And uh, I'm working to create that bridge so that we can have an opening for people to contact us and talk about it and be clear, you know, of, of what they're going through and how they can work through that. So and the other one is, um, I want, um, not I want, it's um, a space where people can connect with each other at a, at a soul level. Um, so uh, one of the things that uh, I'm, I'm looking at is creating a place where people can start to do the soul work, the energy inside of them work. Uh, not, you know, not for money, not for any of that kind of stuff, but for uh, those people that have that are looking for a deep soul connection that they haven't been able to bring forth because of the energies that have uh, crippled their bodies and some of the trauma that has happened in their lives. Uh, so that space. So that's, that's where I am. And then I have one that's open that I'm kind of keeping secret for a while until I uh, until it, you know, you know, the ones that are here are already downloaded. They're not like I got to put them together. They are physically in place to start operating. The, this, this fourth one over here, I don't know what it is yet. Uh, I don't know what that opening is. So uh, I am doing a vision board on um, my birthday. My birthday is the 22nd. Yeah. Uh, I'm a cuckoo. And it's also my 66th birthday. And so... Uh, Numerology there, sister. I know. <laughs> Angel numbers. And so uh, on Saturday, I'm going to be doing a vision board burning bowl ceremony and I'm going to put up um, uh, a Zoom link in, in and in a, I'm, I'm probably going to call it uh, Linda's whatever. I'm not using my name. But anyway, it'll be a bowl burning a vision board. And so like I'm going to do a prairie in at night at one o'clock for people who want to start doing their vision board. And then at six o'clock, I'm going to have a live burning bowl for people who live in the community. They want to come by. You have your own with family and friends that you can do. I'll do a ceremony around that. And then, you know, for the rest of the afternoon, people can just share their vision boards and their visions and just chit chat. So uh, beautiful. And, and, and I'm just going to mention real quick uh, for people who don't know, you find Linda on her Facebook page. She has started uh, a journey of uh, a, a, a dedicated 
two day, two times a day meditation uh, since uh, how long have you been doing it? Since the early on of COVID, I think, wasn't when it? When I was stuck home, <laughs> I started in March. I was like, wow, right. I'm stuck home. <laughs> and, and you do, uh, what time is it in the morning? What time do you do your? I do eight o'clock Eastern. Eastern for half an hour and nine o'clock Eastern PM for yeah. half an hour. And so it's just can, a half an hour. It's an alignment attunement so that you can be conscious so that you can start to vibrate. My thing, my tagline is vibrating at the frequency of love. And so that we can start to operate more often in the frequency of love instead of those lower level or upper level frequencies that get us distracted from the truth of who we are. And so, uh, you know, you're going to go through it, you know, and, and we go through life and we go into those sadness and this, the, you know, the people go into the, all that stuff. And so, ha. Ah, how about just being able to relax in a few minutes and align uh, with the body, mind, spirit? And I have a five-fold piece of that, which is the body, the mind, the spirit, the consciousness of God, and then the universe, and then the observer, the person or thing that is observing this earth evolution. The earth is contained. Everything that's within the earth is within the earth. We're in a bubble inside of the earth. And that is that journey that we're not traveling outside of that bubble in the consciousness of this earth experience. You know, even though they say we've been in outer space. I didn't mean I didn't say that we've been out of space. But remember, we can't go past the stratosphere. <laughs> we have not found anything that can shoot through that at this point that will allow us to go into that space because the universe is collected. It's surrounded in this bubble called Earth. End of conversation. Thank you for inviting me. <laughs> Thank you for your no, so real quick, uh, just uh, again, you can connect with Linda on her Facebook page and see what she's up to and what she's offering and where she's at. Uh, and again, if you'd like to connect with me, I don't have a website. You can do that on my Facebook page. You go to my, there it is, Tiffany's right on spot. You see the services that I'm currently offering. Just uh, connect with me. I'd be glad to help you along your soul evolutionary expansion journey. And with that being said, I'm going to play us out with vibration of love, unity, consciousness, peace, and joy. Blessings to all. Thanks again, Linda. Thanks, everyone, for being with us. Join the Goldilocks Productions VIP community today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.